myself out. I am afraid of I'm terrified and paralyzed by I am deathly afraid of Welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast with your host, me, Ryan Perio. Hello and welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Perio. This week, my guest is comedian Jacob Marshall. Jacob is a young up-and-coming comedian. He's just barely started here about six months into the Dallas comedy scene. Uh, he's more out of Fort Worth area as he is a TCU student as well. We recorded this while I was waiting to go up at an open mic at the Low Key Tavern. They hadn't set up yet, and there's usually a little bit of downtime before we start. And so I took advantage of that to record an interview with Jacob since he was running that open mic. It's a little shorter than I would like due to the fact that someone, me, forgot to replace the batteries on the recorder before we started. And at about 15 minutes, of course, the recorder died. And so I had some spares, but they were not fully charged. And so at about 15 minutes again, it started to look like it was going to peter out on us again. So I kind of cut the interview a little bit short. It's a real fun interview, though. We talk about comedy, college life, and then we get into his fear of small talk. So now let's get into that small interview with Jacob Marshall. All right, we're here at the Low Key Tavern here in Fort Worth, and I am interviewing local comedian slash TCU student, Jacob Marshall. Hey, what's up, Ryan? Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. How you doing? I'm fantastic. This is already awful for me. <laughs> You're, it's very, you got a very interesting fear, and this is kind of like, kind of basically feeding right into it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So before we get into that, let's talk about like what, how long have you been doing stand up about? Uh, Sunday was actually five months. Congrats. That's Thank awesome. You. So you're, you're relatively new in what made you like come out and like actually give it a shot. I've always kind of been interested in like making people laugh. I've always loved that. And then like interested in like how movies, TV shows and like stand up comedians could make people laugh mm -hmm. and like how that worked. And then I got really into podcasts over the last couple years, comedians, podcasts specifically, and just kind of like learning through like them talking about it. I was like, I think I can do this. And then finally, I had like roommates last year that were like, you're funny, Jacob, like you need to go out and try it. And they kind of forced me to go out one night and I did decent for your first time and got hooked. It's kind of addicting. It, it is very addicting. Yeah. So where was your first time? Like Mad Hatter, actually. Okay. Yeah. So our Fort Worth partner bar here uh, down on the other side of, I guess, this side of Fort Worth. Yeah. That's awesome. So what, ha what has been like the highlight since you're five months in? What's been like the highlight for you as far as comedy? Like what is your like, if you were to retire today, what would you say is your your highest moment? I don't know. I had, I've had two Red Room shows, mm -hmm. and they both went really well for me. And those were fun. This weekend, actually, I got to hang out with Adam Ray while he was in town, and just like, since I am a comic, I guess he hung out with me and three other young comedians in the area, and that was 
awesome just getting to sit there and talk comedy with them. And uh, but yeah, it'd probably be it'd probably be that or uh, one of my two Red Room shows. Okay. Yeah. Well, congrats on the Red Room shows, and it's you hanging out with a comedian is always really cool because it's it's like a tenuous balance for me. Like I've always been as a social person that's not social. Like I don't know where to, where the line begins and ends as far as like, am I crossing a line? Is this guy really like interested in me, or am I just like talking to him to the point that he's like trying to leave and I'm not seeing the sign of him wanting to leave? Yeah, that's what was actually funny. Is Adam told me when we were hanging out Saturday night, he was like, "I thought you worked here all weekend," because I was just there, and he was like, "You were like out of the way." He was like, "Anytime I came and talked to you, and if I needed anything, you took care of it." He's like, I just thought you worked here. He's like, I didn't know what your job was, but he's like, you just didn't, really didn't like butt into conversations. You were just kind of around. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it's true, though. It's kind of like hard to find that balance of like, when can I talk? When are you interested in like talking? Mm-hmm. And when am I bothering you? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's kind of a sign of, I guess, that could be considered on the spectrum somewhere is like that is missing social cues. Yeah. <laughs> And I do that a lot. That's one of my big bugaboos as far as socializing. That's why you'll see me usually kept to myself is because I am very poor at socializing. Yeah. So you're a student at TCU. Yes. You're a student manager, I guess. Yes, and I you, am. And you, I believe it's for the basketball team? Yeah, I work for the men's basketball team. So like, the last few years I was head manager. Mm-hmm. And then since I'm a fifth-year college student, Victory lap in it. My parents are super proud. Um, <laughs> they, uh, I stepped down from head manager this year because managing is really a four year job. Mm-hmm. You're really not supposed to do it for a fifth year. So I'm just kind of around occasionally helping out at this point. Okay. And uh, yeah, I just kind of took a step back, but it's a fun gig. So you're like Van Wilder, <sighs> just not as just kind not of? as good looking. Yeah, well, definitely that. Yeah, not that. Um, no, I mean. Yeah, I guess. I just I told him going into the year, I was like, hire someone. Hire as if I'm not going to be around. So whenever mm-hmm. I'm around, it's a bonus. I was like, you don't have to pay me. I don't need anything. Like, I just at the end of the year, I want the letter of recommendation. That's all that matters to me. So, so what does what does a student manager do? Like, what are your duties? <laughs> oh, uh, that's a long list. Uh, technically speaking, we assist in practices and with film and. Uh, then there's a few things outside of practice that we're allowed to do. Uh, what we actually do is a lot more than that, that uh, NCAA may not be too happy with me saying. So <laughs> well, you, don't have to, you don't have to go into specifics if it's Yeah, going but to. it's a lot of uh, basically you're the team bitch. Okay. You're, you're, uh, players need something. You, you help get it done. Coach doesn't want to hear about it. You just do it. Okay. Um, you get to travel with the team. That's fun. Getting to... Uh, go across the country i got to go to hawaii with the team for a tournament i've been to la a couple times i got to go to new york city um and then all the big 12 schools so austin norman like uh lawrence kansas all those places so it's cool so when you say you look at film was it coaching film so you like got to you are you like very proficient like basketball like as far as plays go like you can watch a basketball game and kind of see yeah i mean i have that what we would do, um, so we would take the feed directly from ESPN, mm-hmm. and then there's this software that you put the video into, and then you can cut everything into clips. 
So you can take a two hour game mm-hmm. and make it 45 minutes worth of film because you just cut out all the in between the fat and yeah, yeah, the commercials, the inbounds after a made basket. You don't need that. So uh, that's what we would do is kind of clip it and you'd label everything. So you'd be like offense, defense. So if coach wants to go in and look at only their offensive plays, he can go in through that system and just click on offense and get all that defense inbounds plays when they're pressing, when they're in zone, all that stuff. We basically go through and do the grunt work of getting it all organized and cut up. That's fascinating. So do you are you planning to use any of this, I guess, in your next, I guess, next step after college? Originally, yes. Uh, before I found comedy, my plan was to get into coaching. Um, but I kind of found over the last couple years specifically that really basketball wasn't making me happy anymore. Okay. It was a... Uh, it's just draining throughout the season. Like mm-hmm. I'd have friends that would be like, you in November is a much different person than you in February. Like you in February, you're just a zombie walking around like 60 hour weeks, yeah. traveling all the time and then school on top of that. Like it's just it's a lot to keep up with. And uh, yeah, so I just kind of f- decided once I started comedy, that was kind of the nail in the coffin of the, this isn't what I want to do anymore. Okay. So what uh, what what else besides comedy do you do you find passion in like at this point do you do you ha- are you still searching for something that Yeah, I think I am. I think uh I mean comedy is definitely the biggest thing in my life right now. I think my plan when I graduate is probably just to get a sales job or something like that, something that pays the bills, has benefits, um but can still at the end of the day like 9 to 5 I can get out, hit mics and still mm-hmm. and not be drained like a serving job i feel like i'd just be exhausted at the end of the day from running around yes but uh yeah get me a desk job something like that even uh since i do have athletics department experience and i, I have connections at ut like that's a possibility of me working at athletic de- athletics department at ut like but it's all kind of up in the air right now. Still trying to figure it all That's out. Awesome. Maybe they could. I don't know if maybe basketball could provide you some kind of where you do kind of the video work where you don't have to be there over to you just set you do a set time compile all the video. Yeah. So that's actually a graduate assistant job. It's called video coordinator. And to do that, you have to be in grad school. Okay. And I'm done with school after this year. I am. You were. It's not for me. Okay. And, and I, I get that. Like a lot of times you you get to a point in school or, you know, in life where you're like, you know, this isn't for me. And it's it's part of life's journey. Like you'll do for something sure. for years and then you'll realize, oh, this is what's been draining me the whole time. And that's, you know, it's comedy is a joy, but it, it is very hard to sustain. Yeah. And so that's why I was curious as to what your other your other avenues as far as what you might be passionate about that you can maybe go with in tandem with comedy. Yeah. I mean, I like passion wise. I like music. I'm not super talented musically, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I don't, I like a lot of different forms of entertainment in general. And I also like, it's part of comedy, but I do enjoy writing. So I don't know. There's definitely, there's different avenues I could take in tandem with comedy. I feel like that I would be mm-hmm. happy with. What about I don't know how many basketball podcasts or anything like that. Like maybe combining your comedic skills with with basketball. Yeah, I was actually talking to another comic just last night about uh, we were thinking about starting a sports podcast. 
I don't know. It's hard because I feel like now there's just so many podcasts about everything. True, but I mean at the same time, like you can you if with your keen insight into basketball and the things like that, like basically making it a basketball centric podcast and maybe you know using your expertise to break down. I mean, you can maybe you know maybe that's the the key is to just do something and you and with your connections at TCU and other colleges, you can you have inside scoops and to actually you know interview guests or bring guests on to talk yeah that that's not a bad idea at all like that would be fun like so but that's not what we're here we're not here to 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 give you fear (laughs) to give you uh, well not fear but to give you ideas for career podcasts (laughs) we're a podcast based on fears and yours was very interesting when you said that like you have a go ahead and tell everybody what your fear is my fear is small talk I hate it. (laughs) It's so uncomfortable for me. Oh, um, yet that's all you do. Yeah, it is, and it's the worst. I'm just miserable all the time. (laughs) Because you're, I guess, as a student assistant, like you got to have small talk with everybody in the locker room and the in the coaches' room. Oh, and the coaches are so difficult. (laughs) We have we have a coach, one of our coaches. I'm not gonna say who. But he's like literally the type of guy that you'll be like, hey, good morning, coach, blah, blah, blah. And he'll just walk by and be like, huh. <laughs> he'll just grunt. And like, you're like, cool. But maybe he's afraid of small talk, too. And that is his, that's his that's his avoidance. <laughs> to- that's my avenue to get in and really get close with him, I think. That's awesome. So how did the where did this do you think this fear started with? Like, where do you think that this yeah. all went wrong for you as far as small talk went? Yeah, I, I've been thinking about it the last week. Cause I like when you first asked me, I was like, "Oh, that's I don't really I don't know," but I think I can I can kind of trace it back probably to like middle school, okay, you know, like when all insecurities are born. Yeah. Like I think uh, just the awkwardness of being 12, 13, 14, whatever, partnered with uh, I don't know, like you kind of just see like those moments where you're starting to become an adult and you talk to adults and you can see in their face, "Oh, this isn't going well." Like I'm. And then uh, on top of that, during that same time, my parents' divorce was going on. Okay. And it was not a good one. And uh, I don't know. My parents, both of them, more my mom, but both of them kind of were preaching, like, put everything in writing. Like, words can, like, be very dangerous. Words can really screw you over. Like, and I was like, oh, crap. Like, there's a lot of pressure on everything now. Like. Like, it's just something like as a kid, you don't think about it. You're just like, hey, if I want to talk to somebody, I'm going to talk to them. Yeah. And then you start growing older and you start seeing there's consequences for what you say. And uh, yeah, it makes it a lot harder. Absolutely. And it's fascinating that I feel like you, that maybe your parents did it more than anything because. Yeah, probably. <laughs> because you're so focused on words. Like, it, you, the way you just said that, like, words matter. Like, you, you put such a basis on words that that. That that overthought just has crept into your just daily conversation. Yeah. I, I mean, I would think so. I think it's that. And then the other thing is uh, like being taught growing up, like how important first impressions are. And like it's everything. And you have like so little time. And it's so hard to like, it's so easy really to just like totally fuck that up. Oh, yeah. am I allowed to curse yeah. on this? Okay. Uh, yeah. It's, Everybody asked that. And okay. <laughs> yeah. I should preface every interview request with yes you're allowed to cuss but uh yes first impressions um yeah just like how important it is and uh 
like you don't know that person it's a first impression obviously so and you don't have that much time to set it and it's it's really it's so easy for it to go wrong and uh that can have lasting consequences i feel like so yeah it freaks me out small talk is uh nerve-wracking yeah it is and uh as com as a comic i can tell you that first impressions are very like again they're very they they do matter and Mm -hmm. and it's hard to wipe out a first impression which is why i always preach caution to a lot of comics and stuff that are maybe pushing for something that may have been just a little bit more than what they're ready for yeah, that makes sense. And it's just a, it's one of those things where yes, it's an opportunity, but at the same time, would you rather take that opportunity now and risk it or take a little bit more time to get even better and then go in ready? Yes. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. So, how are you on dates? It's a good question. Um, I don't have that much dating experience, honestly, cuz uh my senior year of high school, I started dating this girl and it was like a girl from class that we were in clubs together and uh, like we were already like really close friends for like a year before we started dating. So like I didn't have to go through that like startup process with her. It felt like like she kind of just knew me from class. We had mutual friends in class and then in the club as well. We had mutual friends and then that just kind of like happened accidentally almost. And then I dated her for four years. So I've only been single for like a year now. And I've probably only gone on like two or three real dates. Like uh, in those scenarios, I'm kind of fine. Cause before I go on like an in-person date, I kind of check some boxes of like, okay, we're going to talk over text for a while. Mm-hmm. We'll FaceTime talk on the phone for a while. And uh, I feel like that kind of alleviates the pressure of it a little bit and then also i i think it helps i don't put as much pressure on dates because uh i don't know if i'm taking dating very seriously at the moment okay but i mean you i get that too like you have a lot going on yeah sans dating and maybe that's just something you you can i guess put aside for now yeah and that's kind of what i've been doing okay but uh yeah I'm curious on date conversations, how that do you like, oh, I mean, I kind of, I try to get to know them really. Like, so I ask a lot of questions okay. and then, um, I don't know. I try, I'm really bad about like, I know that I can like steamroll a conversation and just make it all about me. So I like, I'm really focused on like, okay, like we're going to talk about you as much as possible. If you ask a question, I'll answer, but we're going to throw it right back to you as much as like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Keep it conversational. I don't want it to feel like an interview, but yeah. Yeah. That's also one of the fears of small talk is that you're just, you're just constantly talking. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I do that like really badly. So, ah, uh, I don't even know where to go from here on that. So if, how do you handle it? Like, how do you, how do you, I guess, work past it? I try to blow past it as quick as possible. Um, as fast as I can get into an actual meaningful conversation, then I'm good. Like once it, cause that's another part. Like, I feel like small talk is just so inefficient. Like it's kind of a waste of time. You don't really get to know the person. Like you don't really, 
They don't really get to know anything about you. You're kind of just filling. It's like a warm up to the conversation mm-hmm. that I feel like I need a warm up for. Like, I don't know. But okay. uh, yeah, blowing past it as quick as possible would be my okay. strategy or learning as much about them secondhand beforehand. So I can know, like, what do you like and just jump into that. So, so stock people. OK. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Hey, I'm sports guy. I do film, you know, <laughs> back at. All right. <laughs> yeah, that did sound weird. Whoops. <laughs> that happens. But yeah. I mean, that's I mean, there is a lot of people that have that fear. Like it's that's why everybody dreads a first date or an interview or yeah. it's not it's not that they don't know. It's the it's the whole small talk. And it feels like this is like you said, I, I wouldn't say inefficient and authentic is the word I would use because it doesn't feel like it's anything about you. It's. It feels like something you have to do yeah. to get to the next stage. Yeah, 100% agree. That's true. Yeah, inauthentic is a good way of looking at it for sure. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, you're 100% right. I don't even know. I don't know what else to say about that. But, yeah, you are correct. So what would you – So, so your recommendation to anybody that also has this fear is to kind of – just to kind of move past as quick as possible to, to gauge, to try and make as best a gauge as possible to say, okay, it's time to drop, drop real conversation. Or do you just start with real conversation? Like for me, what I've started to do, like, cause I watched Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. like I just kind of just, I just come in with humor from the get go. Like it's just, yeah, I feel like I did that too. I, uh, will try to make as many jokes as I can up front. And, uh, yeah, when I'm asking about them, it's like, if there's anything I can do with their response to make it funny, I'll do that. Cause, uh, but yeah, I think really the best advice would from, from me for this, and I have not figured this out 100% yet would be, yeah, get past it quickly. Don't settle on it for too long. Settling is probably not the right word for that, but, uh, yeah, don't stay in the small talk period for very long. And I think for me, even I think getting older and growing up even more is going to help with this. At mm-hmm. least I'm hoping so. <laughs> and just getting more experience with yeah. small talk. Um, Do it. Yeah, I'm a young guy, so I, fingers crossed. I still have time to figure this out. Doing stand up will help. Like I, I feel that above and beyond, like just stand up has made me more socially okay because you're broaching topics and you're kind of learning okay this gets a laugh this gets so you can kind of pick and choose your spots to kind of elicit the reaction you want to get so you kind of become a better i guess person a conversationalist if you will yeah i think it has helped even in this short time for me but uh the one thing about stand-up for me is like stand-up like i feel like everything has to be completely authentic for me when i'm doing stand-up and that kind of goes back to small talks very inauthentic so that's why i feel like stand-up was easier for me to pick up than small talks been absolutely i I, i'm way better in front of 300 than i am three and that's just just in a conversation i get so like quiet and everything else so i totally i totally get where you're coming from i guess it's totally relatable so i enjoy i thank you for doing this where would where can people find you on social media Oh, yeah. Follow me at Jacob Marshall Comedy on Instagram and the TikTok. Uh, my TikTok is terrible. 
Uh, so actually, you could skip over that one. Just go to Instagram. That's where everything is. Um, it's also not great, but I'm working on it, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're five months in, and, that, yeah. and, and you, you're gonna. It's, it's just a lot of learning about yourself. Like you've got a lot of introspection as you write jokes and do material and face challenges of you know people either one something you want to work does not working or something you didn't intend to work working too well and not knowing what where or why that's working like sometimes yeah. you throw stuff against the wall and you're like i don't understand why why that's stuck yeah 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 definitely but uh anything uh <laughs> I'm so bad at this. I'm trying to get better at this. You're getting better. You uh, uh, is this uh, is this the end? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for having me, Ryan. This was awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed um, it. Hopefully, this isn't wasn't a waste of your time. Uh, no. Don't feel terribly about it. <laughs> don't feel terrible. My batteries died in the middle of this. So don't. Oh uh, yeah, we were almost to completion. That was a bad joke. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, we need to just. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Jacob. Arg. I'm so frustrated that I kept having issues with the battery and I didn't take the charging cable that I keep at home to do this while I record at home. It just slipped my mind and with all the other things I was trying to get ready as well as doing open mics and other things around, I just wasn't as prepared as I would like. I felt like the audio was really great. I thought the Low Key Tavern was a really cool place to do a podcast. It's a really nice bar if you're in the uh, Fort Worth area by uh, on the south side. It's just off of Jennings and uh, Pennsylvania, I believe. And so check out Low Key Tavern. It's an amazing establishment. Uh, we do an open mic there on Tuesdays if you're a comedy fan. So come check us out. It's run by Andrew Barton, who hopefully will be a future guest on the podcast. Um. It's a really interesting fear, small talk. It's something I never really classified as a fear, even though I struggle to do it so much. Every girl I dated will tell you that our first date was absolutely abysmal because I don't know how to talk. And so I would just smile and nod. And I probably, you know, have had numerous occasions where people thought I may not be interested in them when I was because I don't know how to talk because I'm a dum-dum. Um, check out J Jacob Marshall. Um, he is doing, you know, some shows around town. If you're in Fort Worth, he sometimes is at Fort Worth Hyenas. He does a lot of open mics around the Fort Worth scene on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays as well. He's a really affable guy. He's still trying to find his way through the comedy scene. So you're getting in on the ground floor of a really good comic. So make sure you check him out at Jacob Marshall Comedy on Instagram. As for me, I uh, did another weekend at Backdoor just hanging out in town while I get stuff scheduled away. I've got most of January scheduled now. So now I have the 2nd through the 6th of January, I'll be in Wichita, Kansas. Then 12th through the 15th, I will be at the Looney Bin in Oklahoma City. Both I also will be in Looney Bin in Wichita, by the way. that's They're both Looney Bins, so check me out if you're in one of those two areas. And then the week after that, I will be at Hyenas in Fort Worth featuring for the always fun Rob Little, hoping to maybe record in those sets and turn them into a comedy album. So stay tuned for that. That's on the horizon, I hope. 
also um, hoping to get um, to work in Hyenas Dallas to finish out my January. And then after that, I will be in March. I will be in Oak Cliff or not Oak Cliff, but the Comedy Arena, March 3 through 5 with uh, Mallory and a feature that's yet to be named on that show. So come check out the Comedy Arena if you didn't last time. It was a great show with me, Steve Gamble, and Mallory. But this time we'll try to find a different feature. Um, so that's my shows coming up. I have more hopefully coming. I have still haven't heard back from Laughs in Tucson's. I've emailed a couple other comedy clubs, so hopefully... They will get back to me as well as the Plano House of Comedy, TKs, and DCC as well. So check out upcoming shows from me. I'm excited. Um, I'm also doing a show in Midland, Texas with James Johan. And so that will be a great time as well. I look forward to that. That will be on December 3rd. So I will be probably doing some podcast work while I'm out there in Midland. So check that out as well. I appreciate you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. It's been abnormally chilly. It's kind of weird to all of a sudden be thrust into weather that's in the 30s and 40s, but here we are. I've got my my favorite hoodie out, and we're just, you know, going about life. Hopefully you guys stay warm, too. Thanks again for listening to the Sum of All Fears podcast. Leave a review wherever you can wherever you listen to podcasts to help the exposure of the show. I appreciate all of you guys for listening and you know, the, the reviews that have been left. If you like any, have any feedback, email me at somefearfans at gmail.com. I'll be happy to listen to those, but that's it for this week. Stay tuned. We'll have another guest next week. And thanks for listening to the sum of all fears podcast. And now some thank yous for the folks that make this show possible. Thanks to Barry Whitewater for my art and graphics. You can follow him on Instagram at bwhiteh2o. Get it? H2O, like water. You can also follow him on Facebook. Music. A huge thank you to Gunnar Olson for the wonderful music provided for this podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at gunbuns, that's G-U-N-B-U-N-S, as well as his website, gunnarolson.net. Check out some of the samples that he has recorded. They're amazing. He's an amazing percussionist. If you want to follow the show, we've got a Facebook group, Some of All Fears. Instagram, Twitter, you can find us at Some Fear Fans. If you have some feedback for the show, email me at somefearfans, S-O-M-E-F-E-A-R-F-A-N-S, at gmail.com. I'll be happy to, to take those into consideration. Also, if you'd like to be a guest, email me at somefearfans at gmail.com. We can try to iron out some details and get that settled in. You know, give us some feedback. If on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a review. It makes the show bigger, and it's not going anywhere. I'm going to record as many shows as I possibly can. If you want to follow me, on social media, I am at Ryan Perio. It's R-Y-A-N-P-E-R-R-I-O on all social media platforms. You can follow me there. And you can check me out at ryanperio.com, my website. I'll try to list upcoming shows there as well. It's been kind of spotty because as soon as I set it up, that's when the pandemic happened. And everything's kind of just 
in a in a holding pattern. Thanks again for listening to the Sum of All Fears podcast. Next week, we'll have another guest with another fear. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.